0: That's org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. There's nothing like a hot, fresh pizza when the cheese is still gooey. That's why I'm such a fan of uni pizza ovens. They're made for your backyard, but the quality you can bake will spoil other pizzas for you. Light up your holidays and check out Uni Pizza Ovens at Uni.com. That's dot com. Hey there, and welcome to the Feed Feed podcast. I'm Alexa Santos, a senior producer at the Feed Feed, which is the world's largest crowdsourced food publication and social media community, serving as your daily source for what to cook, bake, eat, and drink. Here on the podcast, we are speaking with members of the hashtag Feed Feed community to hear their stories, learn about their culinary inspirations, and get some of their best cooking tips. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by Leslie McConnell, aka at Chicago Food Scene, Leslie is a lifelong Chicago native who is an avid foodie, content creator, and photographer. Leslie is a former waitress and hospitality professional, so she brings an insider's perspective to her food and restaurant coverage on social media. Thank you so much for being here, Leslie. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm excited too. Thanks for having me, Alexa. Of course. So, you were born and raised in Chicago. And what was that like for you from a culinary perspective? Like, what was some of the food that you grew up with?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, I come from families who, that really cooked a lot. So growing up, I was in the kitchen with both of my grandmothers. I would rather actually, like, be in the kitchen than, you know, playing with my cousins or whatever. I just remember them making, you know, these elaborate meals three times a day, and it was the highlight of my day. And I wanted to watch and I love the smells and I wanted to help. Um, and they both, my grandmothers were both huge foodies. So those are some of my earliest memories watching Julia Child um, mm-hmm. with my mom's mom. And then my father's mother, she would make dinners for people in the neighborhood and sell them. And she would sell out every night. You know, so
1: yeah, those are some of my earliest food memories being in the kitchen with them. Wow. Well, you said three elaborate meals a day, which is probably more than most people <laughs> can say that they <laughs> grew up with. Like what kind of what kind of food was it? Was it just kind of like Americana or what was kind of the vibe there?
2: Um, you know, mostly probably soul food. So Ooh. for breakfast, my grandmother would make buttermilk biscuits from scratch.
1: Oh my gosh. You
2: had, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Buttermilk biscuits from scratch. She would, you know, make jam. She would can stuff. She would make preserves. Um, So lots of every, every Friday night we had a fish fry every Friday. Wow. And sometimes, you know, that's when like their friends would come over my grandparents' friends and um, yeah. So you would get a different type of fish every Friday, whatever I guess looked good or maybe what was on sale Um, So we would do fried buffalo, fried perch, obviously fried catfish, whiting. Um, And then for breakfast, also like grits. Obviously, she would get thick slab bacon from the butcher with like the rind on it. My absolute favorite, like to chew on that rind. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) For sure. Um, What else did we have? You know, spaghetti, um, grains. Which my grandmother called hot water cornbread. Well, it's called hot water cornbread. Um, Lots of buttermilk. Yeah, it was was a dream. It was a dream. Oh, my
1: goodness. Well, that sounds incredible. And it sounds like your grandma was doing the absolute most, making homemade biscuits and preserves and all that kind of stuff so regularly. So I would say that you grew up pretty lucky with a robust uh, culinary, I guess, appreciation, it sounds like.
2: For sure. For sure. And I got to help, you know, like um, clean off the string beans and um, just whatever I could do, mix something up or stir the cake. She made homemade um, desserts, sweet potato pie. It it was, um, yeah, for me, especially being born literally a foodie and being born like in my baby book, my mom put that I was a greedy baby. So I have (laughs) truly been obsessed with food from day one.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, that I'm very hungry just even talking about all of that. (laughs) And so you mentioned you grew up with a lot of soul food. So what is, I guess, your heritage on both sides of the family? Like what was the influence there from like a cultural perspective?
2: My people are from the South. Nice. So you have, yeah, Southern food. Uh, soul food. And, you know, I guess you just make do with what you have, obviously, during those times. Mm -hmm. So they would just take whatever they had and make a delicious meal every day. And the thing was, it wasn't a burden at all. My grandmother would put on her multitude of aprons and just, you know, hum hymns and sing and cook food for her family. And I I think she really, really loved it because she put so much love into every dish, you know?
1: Oh, well, grandma just like such a culinary icon. My gosh. (laughs) They they
2: both were and huge influences um, for me. Absolutely.
1: Amazing. So when did you start? I know you, we talked a little bit about you being a waitress. And so when did you start kind of Uh realizing that getting into food and hospitality was something that you really wanted to do? Um, you know, so
2: my first restaurant job was in high school and that just, I don't know, it was in walking distance. And so I decided to apply. There was a new pizza place opening up really close to the school. And I wanted a job because my allowance just was not cutting it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I applied and immediately fell in love with the place. It was family owned, um, they grew fresh herbs right there in the entryway. Um, I just really immediately loved the whole hospitality aspect of it. You know, making people feel welcome and filling their bellies and watching them smile and getting to know, you know, the repeat customers. Eventually I'd learned like how people like their coffee and stuff like that, like, et cetera. And I did go to college briefly um, a few times. But I just times. I love setting my own. <laughs> I love <laughs> setting my own hours. You know, I could say, "Hey, I can't work on Tuesday." And it was no big deal. Um, so I love the flexibility of it. Obviously, the tips and coming home with that cash every day was awesome. But it was really the people and how I had a chance to make them feel that really drew me into the hospitality industry,
1: very cool. And then you also, you know, enjoy cooking and making food at home yourself. So was it your grandmas who kind of started teaching you how to cook at home or how did you kind of become more adept in the kitchen? You know, I guess
2: so. They were my biggest influence, but, um, I was a latchkey kid. I actually, my parents divorced when I was really young And by the time I was about six years old, my mom decided that she was going away to college. Mm -hmm. And she took me with her. Um, So I would come home, you know, and have maybe up to two hours where I would be home alone. Like, and I mean, second, third grade. Right. So I would, Alexa, I would set the table for myself. Right. Oh, my (laughs) God. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Peanut butter and PB&J. I would just, you know, put so much time and effort. I would fold the paper towel or the napkin and I would put, just pretending. I don't know where my mind was, but I just liked the way that it made me feel, you know? So yeah. I started experimenting early on, just cooking whatever my mom would allow me to make um, and making myself these snacks, but I would totally set the table just for like a party of one.
1: A party of one?
2: <laughs> that That would be me. Coming home. Oh my goodness. Yep. Just making myself feel good and feeding my
1: belly. Yeah. Just doing the absolute most. I I love that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. So you really just have always been super, super into this. And how does it feel, I guess, now that this is sort of a a big part of your, you know, your your life. And you kind of have been able to Mm -hmm. turn this into something that has a lot of meaning in your life and your career.
2: Absolutely. Um, You know, social media was really something that just literally fell into my lap. I didn't didn't say, I want to be this or I want to be that. I didn't really have a plan. It Mm -hmm. was something I did because I kept hearing that these incredible things were happening on Twitter. I would read in the newspaper or see on television. Oh, I got my movie funded. I found um, a great job. I fell in love. So I'm like, oh my gosh, all these things are happening on social media. And I had been on, you know, MySpace and um, Classmates when it first, things like that, maybe Facebook, you know, keeping in touch with family, but I didn't have any social media. And honestly, I really wasn't interested. But then when I kept hearing all these amazing things were happening... I thought I have to get a Twitter because I want something (laughs) amazing. You know, it happened to me. Yeah. Um, But again, I wasn't even called Chicago food scene at the time. But what Uh I noticed was that I kept talking about food and I'm like, girl, you keep talking about food. So I kind of, you know, changed the name. Um, And so it's really, to answer your question, it's been a full circle moment for me. It truly has, because like I said, I had no intention of any of this happening um, and just stuck with it. When I met you in Los Angeles, I told you that I used to carry around an iPad. <laughs> that yes. was how I was taking my pictures at the beginning, you know? Oh, um, boy. So, yeah, it's been many, 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 honestly, many dreams come true.
1: That's incredible. And it's, how it's do, I it's mean, been awesome. You're definitely like tried and true Chicago and you're, I love that about you and how, what is it like for you to be kind of representing your city where that, you know, you, where you grew up and were born and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's to really represent that city. What is that like for you? Yeah,
2: It feels natural because I am, uh, you know, born and raised here. I'm a Chicagoan through and through. I've been lucky enough when I was born, um, we lived on the West side And once they divorced, my parents divorced, my dad's family was on the south side and I would spend a lot of weekends over there. And then after my mom, when we went away to school, when she went away to college, when we came back, we lived on the north side. So I've gotten the entire, you know, Chicago experience. So I feel Mm. really proud and happy and honored. A friend of mine um, who's also doing this, she called me like an OG in the game. And (laughs) I just was like, wow, I guess you're kind of right. I have been doing this for a minute, you know? So I'm honored. I'm honored.
1: That's very, very cool. And, you know, a lot of what brought us together in the first place was pizza. And that's kind of a very unique thing for Chicago to represent where it's a bit of a, uh, I guess, you know, controversial subject of, you know, Chicago pizza mm-hmm. and all that. And <laughs> as we kind of look sure. back on, you know, just our pizza journey together, I guess, what do you, what, what do you want to tell people about Chicago pizza that perhaps is maybe not as well known?
2: <laughs> hmm. We are the pizza capital of the world, maybe oh, outside boy. of Italy. Um. <laughs> I said it. Yeah, I said it. You Um, said it. It's not all stuffed pizza. It's not all stuffed pizza, guys. I grew up eating a lot of stuffed pizza. And that first restaurant that I worked at in high school, it was, they were famous. They had famous stuffed pizza. Um, But that's not, we have so many variations. Um, So that's what I want people to know is that you can get anything you want here in terms of pizza. And I guarantee you that it's going to be good.
1: Yes. So there's multiple kinds of pizza in Chicago, correct? Correct. So what are those?
2: Yeah, we have stuffed, obviously. That's what we're famous for. Um, we have we do have deep dish. I, I can't say I don't think it's the most popular, but we have deep dish. Um we have thin crust. If you meet a Chicagoan, they will probably go for The thin crust pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, What else do we have? I mean, now we have breakfast pizzas. We have, the new term is like tavern style, which is basically a thin crust pizza that you would get like at a bar, you know, with a beer. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, really anything. There are so many options. We have caramelized crust now. We have the burnt cheese place. Um, That's super popular. So anything That's... you want in terms of pizza, you you can definitely get it here. We even have okay. New York style pizza now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we have it all. Yeah, I bet the New Yorkers have something to say about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt about that. No doubt.
1: Oh, my goodness. So you have kind of a unique relationship with pizza. Is that correct? Um, I would say so because I've probably worked in four pizza places. And how did that kind of, I guess, inspire your culinary journey?
2: Um, you know, I loved being front of the house. I loved interacting with the guests, but I was always spying on what the guys. It was mostly guys in the kitchen. I was always spying on what the cooks were doing. You know, and sometimes mm. they would let me come in and get on the line. They would let me um, make the pizza, or you know, make my own pizza which was super exciting because I didn't have to pay for the extra cheese, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I could put however many, I could have four toppings. I would never pay for a pizza with four toppings, you know? So um seeing how hard they worked, watching them make the sauce from scratch, going to get the fresh basil and the fresh oregano, um, it's definitely been a memory that I've carried with me in terms of just, you know, doing your best and excellence and flavor profiles and all of that.
1: Yeah, my goodness. And you also, I remember you telling me about your kind of early memories, having pizza with your grandmother. Is that correct? What was that story?
2: Saturdays. So Saturdays was the day when she would do her shopping lots of shopping. So we would go to all of the major department stores in the neighborhood, not really downtown. So we would pretty much stick to the West side, which was like Sears, JCPenney's. Um, And so I would never complain because we might spend maybe four hours, you know, piddling around, looking at this and looking at that and buying stuff. But I always knew that there was a great meal coming after it. You know, that Mm -hmm. was basically my reward for being patient and being a good little girl. Um, So one place in particular, we Mm -hmm. would go to Home Run-In Pizza, which is famous here, um, and order our cheese and sausage. Pretty much always the same thing, cheese and sausage. And she would have a beer, which I never really saw my grandma drink. Sometimes like a girlfriend might join us up there. But I just, I will never forget those memories Because not only was it like outstanding pizza, but it was our bonding time. Um, It was routine. We had another spot we would go to called Lulu's, which was a hot dog place. So yeah, Chicago pizza hot dogs. Um, And those were really good too. You know, uh, poppy seed bun. You could get it on the grill if you wanted to. Um, So those were two of our spots that like only we went to together. You know, um, so really, really great lifelong memories for me. And those places are still open, which is really great because as soon as I like drive by or go by or sometimes stop in, it's just like, wow, this is such an important part of, you know, my life, my childhood and everything, my upbringing.
1: Yeah, well, that's adorable. And I absolutely love that. And it's very, um, it's just very wholesome, delightful stuff to hear about. (laughs) Thank you. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. There's nothing like a hot, fresh pizza when the cheese is still gooey. That's why I'm such a fan of Ooni pizza ovens. They're made for your backyard, but the quality you can bake will spoil other pizzas for you. Uni pizza ovens come in two sizes and multiple fuel types, so no matter how you like to cook, there's one for you. You can cook with live fires using wood, pellets, charcoal, or gas, and bake pizza in just 60 seconds. Some ovens are so portable, you can even take them on vacation or to tailgates. And this time of the year, a pizza oven is especially great to have around because it makes entertaining a snap. They also make an awesome gift. Light up your holidays and check out Uni Pizza Ovens at uni.com. That's O-O-N-I dot com. So food has become a huge, huge part of your life. And obviously we talked a little bit about pizza, but what are some of your like other favorite foods in Chicago or like go-to things you love to show people in Chicago when they come to visit or yeah, what what else is there? (laughs)
2: Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's really hard for me to narrow down places because I don't really discriminate like that. You yeah. know what I mean? If it's good, I'm just down for it. But I think some things that people don't know, Chicago has a great um, Asian community. They We have right. not only Chinatown, um, but up on the north side, there's Argyle where you can just find amazing um, Asian, cu- Asian cuisines. There's that. Um, our barbecue is pretty good. I think that's pretty under the radar as well. Um, neighborhood spots. You can just find, you know, corner spots that would never really even get a write-up, but you might find a family that's been there for 30 years. Um, mm-hmm. So there are just so many stories in Chicago like that. It's its a city of neighborhoods.
1: Right. You know, so you
2: talk to someone else and they're going to tell you about all of the Polish spots that you can go to and little Italy, um, that had where you can find great Italian food. Um, we have our still a few soul food spots left on the South side and then some of the suburbs. So, I mean, it truly is, we have our reputation because it's, it's a food Mecca. You can Mm -hmm. honestly get just about anything you want and it's all going to be you know, pretty good,
1: yeah, okay, so I always well, say
2: that anything I put on my page is something I would recommend. I'm not gonna put it yeah. on my page, you know if I wouldn't eat eat it myself, yeah,
1: that's really, really cool, and I think that you know I lived in Chicago for a few years, and I definitely agree that there's you know a lot more that meet than meets the eye, and that there's you know so many many options, and it's almost kind of impossible to even. Scratch the surface, it seems of you know what there is to offer, so I think that there's it is a little bit hard to kind of pick favorites and be so i know Chicago true Chicagoans really kind of have the things that they swear by, <laughs> but um you know, mm-hmm. I think that there's just so much to explore in a city like that and in so many cities around the country, so I respect you uh having a very very open and honest uh perspective there that it's you know it is a little difficult to take a favor when there's so much to choose from right
2: for me it is some people can name off you know their top three their top five but for me growing up here it's tough if you give me time I could come up with some things but off the top of my head I I kind of love it all
1: yeah I really do love it all and I did personally did you have any favorite places if- here You know, when I was there, some of the places that were my favorite are either no longer open or, you know, Mm -hmm. I I lived there from 2011 to 20, let's call it 2017. And then obviously that was pre-pandemic. So a lot of like really beloved spots, you know, did shut down, unfortunately. But I always found in living in Chicago that the, in my personal opinion, the fine dining options were a lot more kind of robust than say, you know, I lived in New York for many years where kind of like the more easy, accessible, like really, really good, like just walk around the neighborhood and find an excellent spot for this that isn't like a fine dining establishment or like very hoppy, Mm -hmm. you know, trendy place. I found that New York had a lot more Mm -hmm. options like that. And Chicago was for me a lot better with the like really popular kind of fine dining establishments. I think that's also because I'm a bit of a pain and a picky eater where I'm like, eh, I don't want the deep dish. I don't want the, Mm -hmm. you know, the hot dogs, you know, the things that are very like Chicago fast casual staples are unfortunately not my cup of tea. (laughs) But yeah, it's kind of hard to live that, you know, excessively bougie life in Chicago. Whereas in New York, you can kind of walk around and pop into like a really excellent Italian spot that you've never heard of that's in the neighborhood. I found that a little limited in Chicago, but I'm sure it's changed a lot. And I didn't live there for long enough to like really, really get into it. And those kind of the Chinatown and those places that you've talked about where you really kind of want to get in and be in the know. I think that is probably what I was missing, if I had to guess. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand. That makes sense. So I'm kind of the opposite of you. I love the, uh, Yeah. (laughs) we're opposites in that way, but that's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's my bad. I take full responsibility for that. I should have tried harder. That's for sure. Cause you know, I was young and it was, uh, you know, everybody that was kind of, you know, in those years was like when Instagram and food blogging was all kind of starting to take off. So it was very like, Oh, Mm -hmm. it's like the cool place, you know? And it's right. Yeah. I think finding those little cool hole in the walls and those you know, different neighborhoods is probably what it's all about. And I bet you're really good at finding those and introducing people to those, if I had to guess.
2: I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good. You <laughs> could just walk down the street and I will cu- Sometimes I leave home without a plan, but I'm definitely coming up with something. You can You can bet on that
1: for sure. Oh my God. Incredible. So as you kind of move forward in your culinary journey, what is it that you kind of want to lean into more? Is it more kind of recipe stuff or is it like continuing to explore Chicago or kind of what is, where is it that you kind of see yourself going with this?
2: You know, honestly, I would love to travel more. I've been able to take two, two big trips, um, through Chicago food scene. One was to, uh, a really small town in British Columbia for a 10th anniversary seafood festival which was like the freshest Mm. seafood I've ever had in my whole life. Um, And then right before the pandemic, I went to Europe for the first time to another tiny town in Finland. So I would really love also, instead of going to college, like right after high school, I became a flight attendant. So it just fed that love of food and fed that love of culture that I already had, you know? So I would love to travel more, and um, explore the world through cuisines. And I also love hotels, by the way, Um, obviously because being a flight attendant, all I did was hop in taxis, go to the airport, go to a hotel, get on a plane, you know, and I felt right at home, okay? Right at home doing that. So that, um, my first like paid gigs through social media, um, I did like social media management for some restaurants and I haven't done that in a while, I would be interested in trying that again. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll probably, I might write at some point. I'm a pretty good writer, and that's also one of my first loves. So I am exploring. Since the pandemic, I've been taking a lot of courses and like investing in myself, which is something I never really, you know, had the time to do in the past. So that was really like learning from people who have turned this into like full-time careers, you know? Right. Um, So I definitely hope that I will be hopping on a plane soon, that I'll be helping. I love helping small businesses. I love helping family-owned businesses. I love helping people who have been around, you know, 20, 30 years in this business. Um, And maybe I will do more on-air stuff. I don't know. We'll see what happens with the last project I did, which was my first.
1: Well, yes, I (laughs) love that. And I think that that sounds like the dream, honestly, like that sounds great. (laughs) Right. Sign me up.
2: Girl, and anything is possible. Anything is possible. You know, I never thought when I met you in Los Angeles, I had booked a vacation for myself, which just happened to coincide, you know, with our project. Um, so it just renewed my love for travel, and it was the first major trip I took since 2020. Wow. Um yeah, so yeah, I do. It is the dream. I know it sounds far-fetched to some people, but if you put your mind to it and if it's something that you really want and you're passionate about it, and this all started for me. Because I was passionate about food. It wasn't, oh, I want to get followers. Oh, I want to get a brand deal. It was mm-hmm. just something that um, you know, stirred my soul and I wanted to follow that. And so, you know, here we are.
1: Very cool. I love that. And what a like, you know, what a Cinderella story <laughs> for for I mean, sounding kinda. cheesy.
2: Yeah. Kinda. But I mean, it's 10 years. Like I got on Twitter in oh nine. I got on yeah. Instagram in 2012. So we're talking, you know, 10 plus years. Um, and I still, you know, work a job. So I'm not quite there yet. Um, but I do feel that, yeah, it is kind of a Southern rail story because I'm doing what I love to do.
1: Yes. Okay. I absolutely love that. Somebody
2: just delivered up. Thank you, girl. I somebody just delivered a pecan pie to me today. So as soon as we get off, I'm going to unbox it and so yeah, it is fairy tale. It, it is fairy tale. Yay.
1: <laughs> that is so fun. I absolutely love that. Well, was there anything else important to add about your culinary journey and life in Chicago and upbringing that I didn't that I didn't ask you? Um
2: uh, not
1: really. Let's see.
2: I'm excited about my future. Check me out on Instagram. Um, if you haven't ever visited Chicago, please put it on your list and make that happen. It's a one of a kind yes. place. Um, you can direct message me and I will come up with some places for you to go to. That happens a lot. I just need to know like what you want to eat and what area you're staying in. And I can definitely give people recommendations on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the future of social media and,
1: uh, check me out, follow me, you know, all that good stuff. Love that. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you so, so much for being here and for sharing all about your story and your culinary journey and your inspirations and your upbringing. It has been an absolute pleasure and a thrill. (laughs)
2: Likewise. Thank you, Alexa.
1: Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about the Food and Drink Discovery platform, that is the Feed Feed. Head to thefeedfeed.com. dot If you have a food story to tell or want us to interview a blogger, cookbook author, chef, or restaurant tour, we would love your suggestions. Just send us a DM on Instagram. See you next time. The Feed Feed podcast is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food Radio, supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradio slash subscribe.